I just want to give you a little background. Um, we started a sermon series. These are lasers, so if you touch them, it gets crazy. And uh, we started a sermon series called Mission Impossible. And it's about why does God take us through difficult things and put the impossible in our lives, right? Because that happens. And a lot of times when, when difficulty comes, it seems like there's no possible way God is in this. Like, he can't want this for my life. And so last week we looked at 1 Kings 17 at the beginning of it. And uh, it, it's where uh, Elijah is who we're talking about the last week and the next three. Elijah comes on the scene in the Bible. And he was called the greatest prophet to ever live. And he comes on the scene and uh, he becomes the prophet of God in Israel. And his first thing that he does instead of just hanging out is he says, um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to I'm gonna pray that it doesn't rain or do or anything for three and a half years in Israel and make everybody mad. And the king at the time married a, a woman from outside of Israel, which was unheard of, and her name was Jezebel, and she hated him. She, she brought in Baal, and they wanted him killed. And so God hid him in this place called Cherith, which is what we talked about last week. He hid him, and he provided for him, and it was a miracle, and God did it. And so it's awesome. And that part of the story makes sense. God, God told me to pray. I felt a burden. I did it. I obeyed. You provided. But now you want me to leave and it doesn't make sense. And so this morning, um, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, I, I just want to encourage you that even though your life probably doesn't always make sense, and especially like there's decisions you have to make and things that are going on in your life and you're like, that, that, that can't be what you want me to do. If you're following God, if you're following his plan for your life, it will eventually lead to his glory. And it will eventually lead to a revelation. And sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it's not fun. It's not always like your best life now is not always what you get out of following God. But it will always be for his glory and his benefit. And it will, and it will bring joy to your life. It just may not bring, bring happiness. And so... Um, just by show of hands, this is what I did this morning, just by show of hands, how many people in here, just be honest, we're all friends here, how many people have had an awesome week? You've had an amazing week, things are going good, your life is awesome. That's about six, so that's awesome. How many people have had a difficult week? Difficult week, raise your hand. Difficult week, that is more than six. So um, y'all are like me, I, I wanted to just tell y'all briefly, because I want y'all to get prepped for it. This is like the time of year where it's impossible, <laughs> impossible to be nice to people, right? Because you want to be, and you got to buy them presents and stuff, and you got to go to 16 parties, and you got to do all these other things, but, like, it just overwhelms you, and it's frustrating. This, starting in December, we're going to do a sermon series called um, Stress the Halls, because that's what Christmas really is. Like, you can, the Christmas trees are going to be sagged over. Also, done an awesome job getting it ready. And you're going to see it next week. We're going to be ready to roll and show you that. But I just, as we prepare, because Christmas is right around the corner, I think it's 45 days is what I saw on Twitter this morning. From right now, we'll be doing Christmas. And I know y'all aren't ready because I'm not ready either. But like everything's going on and it just seems like a kid gets sick and like you got 45 things to do and this happens and that happens and life just overwhelms us. And so how am I supposed, this is, this is the question that I, that I, kind of ask myself because I talk to myself and I answer, so I'm crazy. But I, I ask myself this way, how am I supposed to be kind to people when I feel like this, right? I mean, I don't want to be nice to people right now. I just want to be just crazy and yell at people because that's what I feel in my heart. So, so how, how do I show kindness 
and love to people that don't deserve it when I feel really overwhelmed. And so I honestly asked that question out loud with our guys on Monday and we talked about it a little bit. And and then as the week went on, God kind of punched me in the stomach because, listen, I had this sermon series planned um, a long time ago and I knew I was going to do this. Then I knew the second week was going to be what it's on. And so people ask me, why do you do the Old Testament? And I'm like, because everything points to Jesus. It's so awesome. Like everything that's in there, it beelines to Jesus. And I'm going to go over that with you all today. And you're, you can read this and go through it and miss completely what I think God wants us to get out of this. And after reading this, I had conviction in my heart. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> even though I am overwhelmed, even though life is crazy, it's not impossible to show grace. And so this morning, what I want you all to get out of this the one thing that I want you to leave with is if you've received grace, then you're supposed to live in grace. You're supposed to love. You're supposed to be kind to people. You're supposed to live in the grace that Jesus gave you. And that's what I want you to leave with is walk in the grace that God gave you. Now, listen, if you're the person in here that you say, well, I've never gotten saved, so I don't know what you're talking about. We are so pumped that you're here. And part of this is for you too. But a lot of this is for the person that says, yes, I have said yes to Jesus. And I've asked him to, to live inside of me, and, and, but I don't show grace in my life. This is for you, because listen, you cannot, you cannot, it is impossible. It is a mission in my life that is impossible to walk through my life every day and live a life that is kind and grace to others naturally. Because what I naturally want to do in my life is be vengeful and give people what they deserve. And grace is giving them what they don't deserve. Instead, giving them what they need. And that is impossible. So, in the next couple minutes, we're going to look at 1 Kings chapter 17. I love this part of the Bible. It is so cool because it really does point to Jesus and there's so much truth in it. So, we're going to look at that, but, but we're going to look at grace, which you wouldn't think when you read it. Will you all pray with me? God, in the next couple minutes, I believe there's people in here that need a, a real touch from you and they need grace. Because right now, God, all of us are equal in our deserving hell and our deserving punishment because we are all sinners. We're all jacked up, screwed up people. It doesn't matter how good someone wants to look, how nice they want to dress, or how just rock bottom we've hit. We're all equally um, naturally separated from you because of what we do and what we say and what we think. And we need you even though we deserve separation and punishment. So, God, I pray that each one of us today will receive grace and live in it. We're just grateful for Jesus. Amen. So, this morning, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. But also, I want you to take notes because maybe you won't remember it or maybe you will. It doesn't matter. I don't remember what I preached last week, especially the points. So, if you keep them and you want to know, they'll be there. And that's why we keep notes because we remember things a lot better. So, if you don't, I'm not mad. But... That's why we do it. So I want you to better look back at it. So I want to give you two ways to do the impossible because, listen, these really, they really are lasers. So I'm not going to touch them because I'd, I'd be scared that I get hurt. But these are really just yarn. And I think Austin did a, a really good job with it. But if it was a, like a maze that I had to go through and I died, if I hit it, it would be impossible. But it's just as impossible for me to do grace in my life at all times. Like, seriously, you can think you're good, right? And you can think you feel good about yourself. But to give someone what they need over what they want when they have done something to me 
not happening. That's not happening. That ain't in the cards. I'm going to give you what I think I want to give you because you're a jerk. Not what you need for me to show love to you because you are hurting. That is not how we live our lives, is it? We live our lives as vengeful people. We love justice. When the anvil comes down and they say guilty, we say, yes, that's awesome. When not guilty comes and we think someone's guilty, we're mad. Like, are you freaking kidding me? They're guilty. In our society, we say innocent till proven guilty, but people are guilty till proven innocent. Because we are vengeful people. And so grace being naturally given is not possible except for Jesus. He did it for people that tried to kill him, for people that cursed him, people that made fun of him constantly. He just loved back. And so the only way in my life, especially if you're a personality type like mine, that is crazy and type A and loud and obnoxious, I just want to get even. And listen, I really believe this story is in the Bible. Like I've read it. Honestly, I believe I've read it probably a hundred times. I've never read it like this before. And I wasn't planning on preaching this message. And then as I began to read it more and more, I was like, it jumps out at you. It's like, you got to be kidding. So two ways that we can do the impossible, and it's found in 1 Kings chapter 17. Two ways we can do the impossible. The first one is receive grace. Now let me, let me bring y'all in real quick. So, so Elijah goes to Ahab and says, listen, it's not going to rain for three and a half years. Or when I say it's going to stop, don't be mad at me. And obviously he wants to kill him. So God provides the brook Cherith. He stays there for two years. Everything's great. The ravens come bringing bread and meat. The, the brook's there. It gives him water. He has shelter. He's happy. And after about two years, give or take, God moves him out. And he takes him to, I wrote it down. I'm, I'm going to mess it up. He, he takes him to this Gentile town, which is about, by the way, 15 miles from where Jezebel lives. And it's called Phoenician city, Phoenician city. It's like Phoenix and add the end. So Phoenician, Phoenician city. And this is the place, like if he could go to the worst place possible for him, this will be it. Like you can think in your heads, the place that you wouldn't go like Compton. If you, if you go to certain parts of certain places in America and you're just walking down the street, you're not in good shape. Well, this is that plus some like an, a person of Israel that went there in the first place was in danger. The prophet of God who caused drought to happen. And by the way, it wasn't raining there either. It's not like just over Israel, the little cloud wasn't happening. It was not raining anywhere. And so they hated him. They knew who he was. So for him to go there, it doesn't make sense. And he walks up and he finds this family. And I'm going to, I'm going to not read this part, but I want y'all to go back and see it just, just for reference purpose. It's so cool. He comes up and he says, woman at a well, and, and they, they could only get a certain amount. It was very small because there was no water. He says, woman, I want this water. And will you make me a cake of bread? She has a very little amount of flour and oil. And she, she doesn't have enough to obviously make a profit some. But as a pagan woman, as a Gentile woman, she listens and believes that God is real. Doesn't even have a relationship with God, but believes that he's real and says, I'll do it. And he says, if you do this, you won't have any less flour or oil and God will provide. And, and that's what happens. She makes him a cake and she has the same amount and it's a miracle. And so just imagine being this lady and you see this prophet of God come into a city he has no business being in. Elijah has no clue why he's there in the first place. Why would God put him there in a place where everybody wants him killed? And I'd imagine that he he did stay there for quite a while and he stayed in this lady's house and they helped him, the whole family. Just imagine being this woman and here's what happens in the story. 
Verse 17, after this, the, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill. So this is after he had gotten a cake and got to done miracles and he, she realizes who he is. And the son became ill and his illness was so severe that he had no, that there was no breath left in him. He died. And she said to Elijah, what have you sinned? Or excuse me, what have you against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause death of my son. I want y'all to make sure you hear this. All of you have sin in your life. So you could all sound, I do too, we could all sound like this lady. All of us. Every one of us could go, yeah, I know what she's talking about. Because anytime something bad happens in my life, I feel like God's punishing me for what's happening. I can't tell you how many times in the last couple years I've sat in my makeshift office in the kids' room up there. And people have looked at me and said, why is God doing this to me? I know I did this and this and this, but why is God doing this to me? Listen, that's not why bad things happen. All of us have sinned, which caused death and destruction on this planet. But your individual sin, God doesn't look at you and say, I hate you. And I'm causing cancer to your sister because of what you've done. That's not how God operates. Sometimes bad things happen to good people and we can never understand why. I don't understand, even after reading the story, particulars about why God sent Elijah here. He could have done any woman, any family, around anywhere, but he chose this family. I don't get that part. What I do know is God is in control of your life and my life. And and when bad things happen to you, it is not your fault. Now, if you smoke five packs of cigarettes a day and you get lung cancer, you can take responsibility for some of that. And I'm not trying to be funny, honestly. I mean, you know, if you get cirrhosis of the liver because you pound 24 packs every day, that's on you. I'm talking about when things happen in your life and it is not directly because of what you did. God's not mad at you. That's just life. And life stinks sometimes. But this woman's blaming herself. Verse 19, and, and, he, and he carried, or excuse me, and he said to her, give me your son. Then he, he took the son from the lady. It says he, he took him from her arms and carried him to the upper chamber where he lodged. And he, he took him upstairs in his room and he laid him on his own bed. And he cried to the Lord, O Lord, my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I sojourn, by killing her son. And then he stretched out himself upon the child. This is so significant. I want you all to circle it. Three times he stretched out. He didn't just lay on him one time. Or, and I think even that's weird, right? Why didn't he just like put his hand on his head or something if you're a prophet? But he stretched out three times. And that's so significant. And he cried to the Lord, Oh, Lord, my God, let this child's life come in." To him again. And the reason that three is so significant, and I I knew this, but I just studied it more. Three is the number of divine perfection. Seven's the number of perfection that we know and people repeat that, but three is the number of divine perfection. Like when God was in the Holy of Holies, which is the place that his spirit dwelled, and the angels of God were in there with him, or when visions have been seen of God, the the cherubim and seraphim cover their face with, they have six wings, they cover their face with two, they cover their bodies with two, and they flap their wings with the other two, and they say, holy, 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 three times as the Lord God Almighty, because it's perfection. Noah, or excuse me, Noah had three sons. We, we have Jonah who got swallowed by a fish, and three days later he got spit out. There's, there's stories throughout the Bible, God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's stories throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament, 
There's scores of things that you can look at and say, that's three, that's three, that's three, that's three. Listen to me. I'm telling you this. This is a fact. Every one of them, every one of them, with no exceptions, are, are pointing, beelining to Jesus. They're beelining to the cross, and they're beelining to what happens after the cross, and that is the death of Jesus. Three days he lived in the ground, taking the sin that all of us had, the penalty that we deserve. He is living in the ground, and then three days later he raised again. It is a straight vision of what's going to happen. The son dies, and he lays on him three times, and he has life that comes to him again. God brings this man life, this young boy life. And that is what all of us, listen, the, the boy deserved, just like all of us at some point in time in our lives, listen, when, when you get sick, it's not like you're bad, but you deserve to die. I mean, in the, Hebrews 9.27 says, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that is judgment. All of us are appointed at some time. We don't know when, but all of us are appointed at some time. We're going to die. But the, the boy didn't do anything wrong, but, but I mean, we all deserve to die when it's our time, right? What did he need? He needed a miracle. He needed a touch from God. He needed that or he had no hope. He was gone. Listen, that is all of your spiritual conditions and that is my spiritual condition, period. Uh, if, if not for Jesus, I look just like the boy, except I'm a dead man walking. I have grace or I have nothing. It doesn't matter how much money I have, how much fame, how much whatever I have. Honestly, at the end of the day, if I don't have Jesus, I have nothing. And that is what God wants us to see in this is I have to receive grace to have any hope of living the mission impossible. And that is to live this life in grace. So that is to show people the love of Jesus in my life. Because here's why. All right. Y'all, excuse me. I've got a little thing going on in my throat. So I did good until then, but I needed some water. But here's why. Maybe y'all aren't like me. And I hope for a lot of reasons you're not, because if we had... Seven billion marks on this planet. God help us. It would be crazy because I'm, you know, loud and obnoxious and no one could hear anything because decibel levels would break and glass would break and I'm too loud. But, but some of you are personality wise, but I don't really think it matters. Like here's what we are. If I'm hungry, if I'm hungry and you cross me or like say something to me, I'm going to pop off at the mouth because what's wrong with you, right? Or, or if, or if something else is wrong or, or Honestly, if you put me in a car, like what is it about a freaking car, right? I lose my mind in my car on 85 if you cut me off. It's so dumb. I just, are you kidding me? You cut me off and I, I lose my mind. So the tr this is serious, true story. Tuesday, I finished this message. I, was, I, I normally finish it up on Tuesday. I have an idea of what I'm going to preach and I get outlines done way in advance and then I polish it up and God hopefully gives me a word and whatever. So Tuesday is when I finished it up. But Tuesday morning, Leah had a flat on Monday. Crazy week. Leah had a flat on Monday. I had to go change it with those stupid Chinese things that you jack the car up and it takes forever. And So Monday morning, Austin and I went to um, Discount Tire in Spartanburg. We got new tires on Leah's car. And um, while we're waiting, I was like, let's just go to Walmart because we need a bunch of stuff for the church. We went over there and bought the stuff. And we're walking back to Discount Tire. Okay, If you know the Dorman Center. We're walking through the parking lot, which, by the way, we look awesome because we're walking all the way down to Discount Tire with a buggy. So, anyway, we're out of the way, but we're like, cars are coming. And this one car, oh my gosh, this one car, like I'm just walking, and this car comes right up behind me. 
And I'm looking at Austin like, why don't they go around? What is wrong with these people, right? I just want to kick the door. Right? I didn't. I don't think. Did I kick the door? Anyway. Uh, but I just look and I'm like, whatever. And this woman is talking noise. Like she's walking by. Rah, 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 rah. And I'm like, seriously? Why are you talking so much trash? Oh, my gosh. Just drive around. Right? So she drives around. She parks. And I'm, I'm just telling y'all I'm hot-headed. I don't like it. I know how I should live. I preach to myself, but I'm hot-headed. So she parks her car, and she has two sections over from me. She gets out of her car yelling at me. And I have no idea what she said. I do know I got told I was number one. And then, and then she was, like, saying some other stuff to me. And, I, and this is what I'm thinking. Can I just be honest with y'all this morning? I am six foot four, 200, about 270 pounds. I'm slightly under because I've lost seven pounds to God be the glory. And I, and I'm looking at this woman and I'm like, you are five foot two, 105 pounds. What are you freaking doing? I could pop you like a rug. Oh my gosh, stop talking junk to me. So this is free. This has nothing to do with the message. If you weigh a hundred pounds, stop talking junk to 270 pound dudes. You know what I'm saying? Someone say amen about that because that's crazy. Amen. Okay. Anyway, but like in my body right then, I know what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm pastor. And while I'm not world renowned on TV and all this stuff, people recognize you. And they say, you're a pastor. Or like we were at lunch Wednesday and this woman came up to us and said, you're a pastor, aren't you? And I'm like, dude, I have a hoodie on. Why do you think I'm a pastor? But people know you. They recognize us for our fruit. They recognize us for who we are. And so I know, in my mind, I know, shut up, <laughs> show grace. This woman need or deserves vengeance, but she needs grace. Nah, I said, nah, you're and I'm barking back and I'm talking junk. And I feel like about six year old because I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I felt bad afterwards. I apologized to Austin. We were walking down the house. I shouldn't have said anything. I didn't like cuss her or anything, but I shouldn't have said anything or else I should have been nice to her. It looks like you're having a bad day. It just, it's hard. Matter of fact, it's impossible. And so I, I read this message, and um, I honestly felt the Holy Spirit's conviction. I did not feel guilt. I just felt the Holy Spirit's conviction because this was my thought. What if that woman came to our church this morning? Now, she was wrong. There's no question about it. She was dead wrong. But I was wrong. And I certainly did not show her the grace that I've received. So I didn't make it evident to her that I've received grace. What God did for me in the picture that he did for the boy in the story of Elijah. And so I just, I, I got done with it. And I, as, as typically happens, I, um, I study for quite a while and then I get like, my mind gets all cobwebbed and crazy. So I try to do something else and get up. And I went to Sam's then bought the 120 honey buns that y'all probably ate this morning. They're gone already. No, I'm just kidding. But the, y'all did eat a bunch of them. But I bought a bunch of honey buns and water, a bunch of other stuff. And so, but when I walked in there, I saw the guy that taught me student ministry. Like, like seriously, the one that I learned from who's very sick. He's got a heart condition. He very rarely can even go out. He's, he's in a wheelchair and he was with his family. And I was so good to see him. I was so excited. I hugged him, man. It was just like, it was just like a blessing right then. And I went through and bought all my stuff and they were just buying a cell phone and just something told me, and this is what it's like to walk in grace. Okay. This is what it's like because earlier in the day, I want y'all to make sure you hear me very clearly. I am not a great person. <laughs> earlier in the day, I had been a turd. 
right? I had not walked in grace. And God forgave me, and he renewed me by studying his word and doing everything that I had done that rest of the morning and afternoon. And at 4 o'clock, I see my buddy, and I ask him, dude, how you doing? All that stuff. And I'm telling y'all, I, I, was, I was certain, because they had been there before that. We talked 15 minutes. I was certain they were done getting a cell phone. And I felt in my heart, man, I wish I had bought their cell phone. I don't have tons of money, honestly. I'm not joking. I really don't have a lot of money. But I had a little bit. And I really felt in my heart, God wants you to bless them. And so I just was like, man, I wish I could have. And I felt like it was the Lord telling me this. I was like, why would you tell me this now? Why wouldn't you tell me this when I was waiting with them, you know? And so I walk around the corner. I'm telling you, I had paid for the stuff for the church. And I walk around the corner and I see her and they're not there with the boys and, and he's not there with them. And I walk up and I said, hey, have you paid? And she said, no, I hadn't paid. And I said, that's awesome. I'm paying for it. And she said, no, you're not. Are you kidding me? And she got, you know, that nervous, you can't do this. And I was like, listen, if you want to argue with someone, argue with God, because I'm telling you, he told me to do this. And it just so happens that you're paying right now and you don't have enough money. It costs $205. I think it was $209 exactly. And you have 180 and you've saved this up. Really? You're going to argue with God? Really? You've saved up $180 cash and you're really hurting and you, your hospital bills are coming out your ears and you need a new phone. and You're really going to argue with God? This is God, not me. And I got to pay for it, and he was, they were overwhelmed and all this stuff. And I left, and I felt so good, even though I'd been a jerk earlier in the day. Because I love these people, number one. But number two, I listen to God because I have received grace. And that's the second thing we have to do. To do the impossible, we have to live in grace. Once I've received grace, I also have to, number two, live in the grace that I've received. And that, to me, is where a lot of us fail. A lot of us, a lot of us receive it. Like, we'll raise our hand and say, preacher, I want to get saved. Yes, Mark, that's me. I want to get saved. But, and, and, and we receive it because we need it. Because it's something that if I don't get it, and this is what, this is what a pastor said, and I quoted it earlier in the day, and, and I love this. He said, grace is not doing what to someone what they deserve. Because we all deserve judgment. When we screw up, we deserve it. Or, or else when something bad happens in our life. And I'm just going to be honest with you. My friends, I didn't have to do that for them. And they looked at me. They looked at me in the face and said, you didn't have to do that. I said, I know. But y'all needed it. And I get to. And that's what God did for me. I needed a touch. And, and he gave it to me. And that's why God is so good. I deserve to be separated. But God gives it to me. And so every day I have opportunities to love people or to push people away. And twice in a day I did one and the other. And my hope is that I don't have $200 every day, by the way. I'd run out of money fast. I don't make that much a week, even close. Combined, me and Leah, not even close. But that day we got to. And so here's what happens in the story. When we, when we receive grace and then we live in grace, this is what happens. This is what happens. After we receive grace and then we live in grace. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 22 says, And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah, and the child, excuse me, and the life of the child came into him again. And he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper chamber and into the house and delivered him to his mama. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, Now I know, now I know that you're a man of God. And that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. I want y'all to just listen right now. Listen to me. Do people look 
Do people look at your life and say, now I know. You know, I, I was skeptical about Jesus. I was skeptical. I was skeptical. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Now I know. Just by, just by watching you live your life, just by, just by watching what you do because you've received grace and now you're living in grace, now I know that the Savior lives. Because I'm telling you, this is a fact. If we all walked in grace, that is the way people would look at us. It is not about what you say with your mouth, but what you do with your life that counts. I can sound really good to people and bullcrap them to death and walk out and yell at the woman in Walmart. It is not about what I say that makes me good. It is not even about what I do that makes me good. It's about what he did in me that makes me righteous. And because he's done that and I receive grace, I have to live in grace from there. Well, Mark, how do I do that? Thank you for asking. That is a great question. That is a great question. This is a verse that I read quite often in the mornings when I wake up. Lamentations. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 and 23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new. How often? What's it say? Say it out loud. They're new how often? Every morning. How often? Every day. Every morning. They're new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. His love, when you screw up so bad, you don't even want to look yourself in the face, it's new tomorrow morning. His faithfulness is so great. His faithfulness is so new. It's so new every morning. He gives me mercy and grace that I don't deserve, and I receive it unto myself. What am I supposed to do with it? I'm supposed to take his steadfast love His constant, constant love. Listen, this makes no sense. This is so crazy, but this is grace. It doesn't change if I screw up or if I'm doing great. How crazy is God that he didn't love me less with what I did at Walmart or more than what I did at Sam's, right? He looks at me and says, "I, I love you. I died the worst death on the cross that you could possibly imagine for you. I died for everyone equally. I, I, I love all of you. I shed my blood. Jesus shed his blood on the cross because his love never ceases and his mercies never come to an end. Well, here's the deal, all right? Here's how you've got to answer this for yourself. Do I live in grace? Because that is how we know that you have received grace. If in your life, no matter who you are, no matter what your occupation, I know some are more stressful than others. I can talk to you about stress. I'm with you. Some of y'all have much more stressful jobs than a pastor. Pastors are stressful jobs. We're all walking this thing together. Some weeks are worse than others. Some weeks freaking all hell breaks loose in your life and you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this? I know, I know, I'm with you. Believe me, this week's been nuts. No matter what the circumstances, how bad it is, I promise it's never going to be worse than what Jesus went through. For three years, he had a ministry They cussed at him. They beat him. He died after being whipped 39 times with a cat of nine tails, after doing all these other things, after having a crown of thorns with four-inch thorns pushed into his skull and having nails ripped into his wrists and ankle bones and whipped and beaten and plucked his beard out and cursed at him and made him take the most vulgar, nasty sponge you can possibly imagine. And yet all of that, was because he loved us and wanted to give us grace. We deserve to be separated from God for all of eternity. 
and what we need is him and him alone and that's what he says I offer myself to you you can have me I want you to have me and the thing that you've got to answer for yourself is this probably the question that I get as much as anything else is how do I know if I'm saved do you live in grace I mean seriously do anybody excuse me does anyone in your life look at you and recognize Jesus that can only have that is impossible right that can only happen if you live in grace because you received grace first. Because Jesus does certain things in my life. Because I'm telling you, when I looked at them, when I walked in, the first thing I didn't think is, man, I need to spend $200 of money that I really don't have. But I was so excited to get to do that. And I know God provides. And he did. He's blessed our family just recently. There's so many situations every single day where I can do that in my life. But the natural mark wants to get revenge, wants to be right, wants to be justice. The moment that I stop doing that and I show grace is the moment that I can reach people with the gospel of Jesus. My words are aimless and pointless, but my actions speak so loud. So this is the question for your life. I want you all to understand this. When we bring people in this room, and I love when we bring people in here and we worship together. This is not the gospel or where it travels. This is the place that we decide to meet and where two or three are gathered. I know God is with us and that's what the Bible says. That is awesome. But listen, God is in you. The gospel goes and travels in you. And grace is received and then lived out in you. That is where the Holy Spirit lives. Make it evident. Will you bow with me? Today we're going to close just a little bit different or I'm just going to ask you to stay seated the whole time and no one even stand up even if you want to get saved but this is the, the honesty that I want out of you guys um, I don't care if you've prayed the prayer I don't, whatever you think the prayer is I don't care if you got saved at a Billy Graham crusade when you were 10 and you're 70 or you've never heard the gospel before here's what I want to offer you Jesus came and died so that if you believed in him, meaning placed your faith and hope and trust in him, you can have hope and eternity that is promised to you in heaven. You must receive the gift that is grace, something that you need so desperately that if you don't get it, you're hopeless like the boy, you're dead. And the way that you know it is the Holy Spirit convicts you and you want to live for him. And even when you screw up and you will, you want to change and do what's right. You want to walk in grace. You want to live it out. So I just want you to answer this real quick. Do you know that you know that you live in grace? Do you know that you live in grace because you've received grace that is freedom in Christ, that is salvation? Are you certain that you're saved this morning? No doubt in your mind, you've, you've asked Jesus to save you and come inside of you. If that's you this morning and you know that you know, absolutely certain, I just want you to slip your hand up right now. I'm not going to embarrass you either way. Just slip your hand up and put it back down. Slip your hand up and put it back down. Everybody that didn't look or didn't raise their hand, I mean, will you just look at me? I'm not going to ask you to stand up this morning to get saved. I just want you to pray with me. Just want you to pray with me. If there's anybody in here that would like to pray right now, I'm honestly just going to ask you to fill a card out and we will contact you this week. Is there anybody in here right now that would say, Mark, will you pray with me right now? Out loud in front of everybody. I'm just going to sit in my seat 
and pray to myself. Is there anybody in here that will say, I want to get saved right now. I need that gift because I am miserable. I need Jesus. I just want you to slip your hand up real high right now. Thank you. Anybody else? I need Jesus. I want to get saved right now. We have one person. All right. I want everybody to pray. You don't have to pray out loud. Just pray in your seat. Pray this prayer. This is, there's nothing magical about a prayer. I want you all to understand this. There's nothing magical about a prayer. God doesn't save your prayer. He saves your heart and gives you that as soon as you ask him for it. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I know that I deserve the penalty for my sin. Anything I say, think, or do that displeases God. Anything that I do, I deserve separation from you for all of eternity. But God, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. And right now what I'm praying is that you will come into my life and save me. I want to receive the gift of grace that I need so desperately. If I don't get it, I I have no hope and I am dead. God, come into my life and save me. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me. I ask you to save me of my sins and forgive me. I love you, Jesus. Amen. I want everybody to look at me. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it for the first time, I just want you to fill the card out. We got boxes where you can put your offering on in the giving kiosk and right around the pipe and drape right here. I want you to drop that in the box and let us know so we can celebrate with you. We also want, if you'll go see, um, if you'll go see Kevin right here at the back, if you'll go see Kevin as you're leaving, he will give you a first time salvation packet. And if you don't get it today, I need you to get that. So let us know for sure so we can send that to you. It's got a Bible in it. It's got some other things in it. Listen, if you don't have a Bible and you're saved, or if you don't have a Bible and you're not saved and you want to know more, we will give you, anybody in here will give you a Bible. Our cost, but we want everyone to have a Bible because this is how discipleship happens in your life. If you read the Bible every single day and you talk to God and you listen to him, he listened to us. He listened to Elijah. He listened to son of man. He said, I'm listening to you. I want you to have a Bible. If you don't have it, go get one right now. We'll get one for you. Here's here's what I want y'all to do. Make sure you're at church next week because we're going to announce a bunch of crazy stuff that we're going to do the end of November and into December. Austin's put together an amazing thing. I want y'all to be here because we want y'all to see that. But now here's the big thing I want to leave y'all with. This last song is one of my favorites. I want y'all to get up right now and worship with me. Lift your hands up. Don't be embarrassed. Who cares if everybody's looking? Because I'm telling you, we're going to do it in heaven. So you might as well get used to it now, right? Worship. That Pretend that God is right here and not our awesome band. Don't worry about them. Sing to God. And just lift your hands up. Because here's the thing. You know how we'll know if this sunk in with you this week? Not if you put on Facebook, Mark preached a good message. I don't, I, thank you. That's awesome. I don't care about that. Let me see you walk in grace. Let me see you walk in grace where a person's hurting and you love them when they don't deserve it. And you love people when they don't deserve it. Let me see that. Let me see you give more than you can possibly give and love more than you can possibly love. That is what grace is. Let me see that because I want to see that in my life. I love you guys. Let's close in worship.